Welcome to the Central Illinois Business Leaders Podcast, where business owners, thought leaders, and community champions from across Central Illinois come to share their story. The Central Illinois Business Leaders Podcast. Anything less would be uncivilized. What's up, Central Illinois? I am Derek Hayden here with Garrett Ulmer. We are your hosts for the Central Illinois Business Leaders Podcast. Before we kick it off today, I want to let you all know that we do record our interviews by video. You can find those on YouTube. We'll share those on our Facebook and LinkedIn pages as well. Without further ado, let's kick it off with today's guest. Today's guest graduated from Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville. She's an experienced human resource, resources professional. She is now an online business strategist, owner of Vim and Vigor Business Operations Consulting, and host of the One Burning Question podcast. Ladies and gentlemen of Central Illinois, please welcome to the show, Ms. Cass Fogel. How are you doing, Cass? Hi, I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on today. I appreciate this so much. Absolutely. Well, thanks for joining us. We're excited to have you on and learn a little bit more about uh, your expertise. So before then, we'll kick it over to Garrett to get to know you a little bit more through our speed round questions. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. Are you prepared and ready? I'm so ready. Okay. Well, we'll go ahead and kick it off. What was your first concert that you ever attended? Oh, you two rattle and hum. All right. (laughs) Favorite movie? Oh, wow. The Usual Suspects. Okay. Favorite ice cream flavor? Cookie dough, hands down. There you go. You and I are on the same board there. iPhone or Android? I have an iPhone. Favorite social media platform? Okay. Well, it's not business related. It's got to be TikTok right now. My kids got me on TikTok and I am having so much fun with it. Uh, For business purposes, it's LinkedIn. Gotcha. Okay. Last one. Why Central Illinois? Oh, born and raised. I was born with a corn cob in my crib. Ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's about as good as answers what I could expect there. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Nice. Well, perfect. Well, Cass, thanks for sharing those answers. One thing, if you could, for our listeners, give us a quick background of who Cass is, how you got to where you are today, um, explain a little bit about your business. Just give us a quick rundown. Okay, no, great. So you mentioned I graduated from SIUE and I did, and I went to Eastern Illinois as well for a year and went to school primarily to be in social work. But part of my internship was... Um, I had to do a detox center and that was extremely difficult. And it really taught me that I probably was not built to take that on for the rest of my career life. And so kind of in that last year, what I did was switch and I had to go to a guidance counselor and they basically said, ah, we think you should try this thing called industrial relations. I'm really giving my age away, but you two rattling hum and talking about industrial relations. But um, that's what we called it back then, at least from a schooling perspective. And so I got into that, got my first job um, as an intern then at a manufacturing company. And I quickly learned that that was kind of my love. I was at my first job for 10 years. I did some stints from banking to customer service to warehousing, but I'm I'm back into manufacturing and I just love manufacturing. And 
what I'm able to take from manufacturing to my online business, it's so transferable. So when I think about um, things like Six Sigma and TPM and lean manufacturing, I can take a lot of those principles and I can apply them to online businesses. I can also apply them to some small business brick and mortars, but I can apply those principles for lean and looking at efficiencies to online businesses. And so that's what I do. I kind of, I help online business owners kind of take that first step into strategic planning because so many people are visionary. They've got these great ideas. They just want to go, go, go. Maybe they got a little Derek in them and they're just like, I got this great idea. And they want to move from one place to another real quick. And I'm, I kind of come in and say, Hey buddy, let's, let's think about how, what, what specific objectives that you want to um, that you want to realize in a certain period of time. Now let's talk about how we're going to get there and let's talk about how we're going to measure success. Let's talk about whether or not you have the capacity and mindset to make sure that you're meeting all of those goals because I want you to meet, I want you to have the outcome that, that you want. And the problem is a lot of visionaries don't like to take those steps. They're like, nah, nah, we'll figure it out and it'll all be fine. And then, you know, thousands of dollars later and a lot of mental energy that they probably could have saved for something else. That's where I come in. Gotcha. Very cool. Well, timing wise, I feel like you had to have hit it right on the mark pre COVID. I think it was that um, wait, did you start last year or two years ago? Oh, it was last year. It was July of, yeah, it was July. Okay. So I'm guessing that a lot of people, you know, who even were already in business, they are transitioning to uh, more of that online structure and may, may not have known how to start, or if they did start, they didn't know how to continue to grow. So uh, I'm thinking, it just sounds like timing wise, you might've hit it right on the nail, uh, yeah, nail on the head. Absolutely. Yeah, I did. And there were a lot of people, it's hard for to describe to people too and help them understand that they need this service, right? Um, they mm -hmm. really have to be convinced. And, and it's kind of where I start with folks anyway, is helping them understand their foundation. Um, because I do, it's called fast track coaching, F-A-S-T. And the F is foundation and helping them build that foundation. You know, building a mission, vision, and value set is not about buzzwords. <laughs> It's really about creating something that is foundational for your business so that when you make decisions and you pivot in your business and you decide whether or not to scale or scale back, um, all the things that go into making sure that you are meeting that outcome that we discussed earlier, all needs to lead back to those mission, vision, and values. And when those are in place, it makes those decisions so much easier. You know, should you upgrade your software. Well, let's go back to what your plan was. Is that going to help you move your plan, the needle on your plan forward? If it's not, we can, we can push that off for a quarter. Right. Um, so I really believe in building that very strong foundation first. Yeah. Very cool. So F A S T that was the, the term yeah. that you used. Yeah. Fast so track. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so fast track. So we, we learned about the F tell us about right. the A S T. Okay. So A is accountability. I that's, probably the A and the S are my favorite, right? A is accountability. I'm going to be right there with you to check in and just say, how are you doing on that? How does it feel? Um, are you feeling overwhelmed? What's confusing? What's broken? What can we fix? What should we table? What should we trash? You know, and we kind of work through those and the coaching person comes in with that accountability um, portion of that. And then the S is about strategy. So we're going to look at seven different pillars, right? To 
um, to help you realize whatever those outcomes and goals are that we set up. We're going to look at things like visibility and marketing. We're going to look at your operational efficiencies. We're going to look at, oh gosh, we're going to look at um, your personal accountability. We're going to look at um, team growth, the tools and resources that you have. And again, capacity. And of course, metrics. <laughs> we're going to make sure that we're setting up metrics um, and KPIs to ensure that you're going in the right direction. So that's the strategy part. And then the, the T is thriving. I want to make sure that you're able to thrive. And we do a lot of mindset work for that. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. So what type of businesses you, so online businesses is kind of what you are geared towards that, but I'm sure it's not just online businesses you work with. What, what type of organizations have you worked with in the past? What are some of your ideal customers that you try to work with? Those are great questions. So um, <laughs> mainly coaching, I call them cell coaches. So career executive leadership and life coaches. Um, so if people who run online businesses in one of those areas, so I have worked with not-for-profits. So people who connect other people, you know, they connect a skill with a, a non-for-profit. Um, so I've worked with that kind of person. I've worked with an image consultant. So this person brings, um, they help the person portray the right image uh, depending on what field they're in. And so I've been a coaching consultant for her. I've worked with somebody who runs an online yoga studio. Uh, so those are some of the things that they, they consider them a holistic life coach, you know? And so I've worked with, basically I am the coach's coach and consultant. Okay. Very how do cool. you, how do you gain your clients? And, and I mean, obviously if somebody's referred to you that way, do you typically, you know, reach out to individuals online? How, how do you go about looking for individuals that need your help? That, that's a good question. And that's one of the things that people struggle with the most is where do I find my ideal client? So there are a couple of different things. There's a lot of things, but let's, let's talk about two of them. Number one, I've, I do a lot of things that help me focus on my non-ideal client. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I spend as much time building my non-ideal client profile as I do my ideal client profile. And so in all of my email wording, in my online social presence, you know what you get. Um, there are certain people who may not want to work with me because X, Y, Z, right? And sure. that's okay because there's somebody else out there that's going to be better suited to help them. So I think through that online presence and just how I put myself out there is one of those things. Um, the second thing that I do is I do try to be online as much as possible. So I contact Derek and Garrett. And I say, hey, um, you know, I, I've got this thing and I, I, this might be a good fit. Or I contact somebody that I consider shoulder industries. I'm going to contact uh, somebody that only does KPI and metrics, right? There are a lot of coaches out there that will help you set up your KPI and metrics. And that's all they do. So I will contact them and say, hey, how would you like to swap um, you know, references, resource materials. Yeah. I'll be a guest on your podcast. You be a guest on mine. Sure. And I've done that with people that I share a similar audience with, but we have a different service to offer that same audience. Okay. Very I think cool. one of the big things that you mentioned was knowing your client. You know, I, I think Derek and I see that a lot. And one of the things we've noticed with talking to a lot of the individuals, um, even outside of the podcast is, all of this, most of the successful ones know their client and they're not, they're on the left, on the road and they're not going to turn right or left off of it. It's not something that fits in what their ideal client is. 
they're going to, you know, refer it out to somebody that can help them with that, whatever their class of business is. And I think that's, that's huge. That's right. And I, I honestly think that's the, it's a hard, it's hard to do. It's hard to say no to people in an effort to narrow that niche. And, but it's so very important. Uh, and I could probably go down and narrow it down even more uh, from just cell coaches. Right. And I could say females between this certain age within a yeah. certain region of the country. Right. I mean, there, yep. you have to test the market and feel for for what is going to work. Like right now I'm testing the market about um, what I do for CEO days and helping CEOs, you know, build this strategy through a, an effective CEO day. I'm, I'm testing the market with a new service for just the HR department because I've got 25 years in HR. So it's super hard for me to ignore that <laughs> when I'm in this online space and conducting what I would consider strategic HR days. Because uh, there are a lot of companies, especially like in this central Illinois area, that they're in that sweet spot of 25 employees to 100, and they probably have a, an HR person that may or may not have an HR background. They're considered the department of one, and they do everything from safety to answer the front door to some HR and to payroll. And I can come in and say, let me help that person um, build some HR strategy for your company. So I'm kind of testing that in the market here in the next uh, six weeks. Gotcha. Very cool. I yeah. see that as kind of a a niche Garrett, you know, it's funny you say that Cass, cause Garrett and I, and what we do, that's part of our strategy as well. Um, going back to identifying your ideal customer, right. what we have found is our strategies align with that almost the exact same size company. You're just talking about Cass at 25 to hundred that may or may not have an HR person. Um, sometimes it's a controller or a CFO who is acting as an HR person when they have a few extra minutes to do things. And, and so I will tell you, that's something I struggled with a ton and I still do. Um, I've been in my industry now for nine years. And um, when you first start, you just want to get customers. You're like, I'm going to take that one, that one, that one. If I can get my hands on them, I'm signing them up. They're going to be a, a client. Right. And now looking back, you know, you are so eclectic. And now when you do finally start to develop a niche and identify your ideal customer, now you're spending a lot of time servicing those clients that you're like, well, I don't really know, you know, it's going to take a little more time to service them because they're a little bit outside of my expertise. So it just takes a little more time and effort whenever you develop that narrow focus. Mm -hmm. That's my, that's, we, we have a pretty good focus, Garrett and I do, but the problem is every now and then we'll, we'll get the squirrel moment and we're like, hey, how about this one over here? <laughs> Isn't and, that the truth? Yes. 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 Because even so, within HR, you're going to have a ton of different specialties that you, that can pop up. And mine is just going to be strategic planning. I'm not going to offer benefit services mm -hmm. and all the other things, you know, sure. this is about, right. you know, strategy building from an HR mindset. Exactly. Yeah. So Cash, you mentioned something that I want to spend some time on your, your website says a lot about it. I'm looking at your website right now. You mentioned the CEO day. Tell yeah. us what a CEO day is and what goes into it and how it can help CEOs and business owners across central Illinois develop their business. <laughs> okay. I'm going to geek out a little bit here. Uh, I love, I love this stuff. All right. So um, I think it's on my website somewhere, but it's like 65% of leaders um, CEOs, they do some sort of strategic planning, whether it's a big old three to five year or even farther out planning, or whether it's down to quarterly and they create a quarterly strategic plan, but 65% do it, but only like 68% believe that they're any good at it. 
But what blows my mind is that only 2% believe they're actually going to achieve any of the goals that they wow. have set out for themselves. That's two, 2%. That blows my mind. And so I want to help move that, the dial on that number just a little bit. That's where I come in and say, okay, you know, when you have an accountability partner, you are so much more likely to um, be able to execute on the plan and therefore be successful at executing the plan. So I come in and I'm going to ask questions like, you know, what are the outcomes that you want to see um, in the next quarter or the next half a year or year? Um, what is it that you need to do? Is it profit related? Is it employee growth related? Is it um, revenue you know, related? We're going to look at all of those different things. And then we're going to break it down and say, okay, so what are the projects that are going to get there? Um, are we going to look at operational efficiencies and do you have the right staff to do it? And if, do they have the capacity? Do they have the skills? Do we need to be doing some uh, capability building? Uh, what about the marketing and visibility, even if it's internal, what's the messaging and communication going to look like in order to get some of this done? Do you need a change management strategy? So we just ask a lot of questions and we break it down and then we can even get down into the project management and break those, those projects down into smaller tasks. So I, I love that. I assume that's how everybody's mind works. And my husband was like, oh no, no, people's mind don't all work like that. And I'm, <laughs> that baffles me. I'm like, I thought everybody planned their, like, don't you plan your morning that way? <laughs> so um, when he told me I was having this conversation with him about that's kind of how I plan everything from our meals to, you know, the, the house cleaning schedule, not to mention what I do at work. He was like, no, I just kind of woke up. So I haven't even started thinking yet. You know, I thought I need to take that online. I, I need to make this a service because I don't want anybody struggling to do that when I can do it easily and mm -hmm. think about it night and day. It is the air I breathe and it's in my blood. And so, you know, when you have something that you can offer and somebody else struggles with it, there's just an exchange. There's a barter there, right? They are willing to exchange money for that service. And I thought, let mm -hmm. me put that out there. And so far, so good. That's Very great. Cool, but it's yeah, it's you, funny that you say that because I know one of the podcasts that Derek and I listen to, a guy often says it on the podcast, he says, you need to take the stuff that you don't like to do and find somebody that does like to do that. And it's amazing how the game changes then. Right. They, they say it almost every time on, on one of his podcasts. I mean, he's repetitive with find somebody that wants to do the stuff that you don't enjoy and, and the game will change. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause yep. I, I find an accountant and a bookkeeper because yeah, I yep. don't like to do that stuff. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's what, um, Garrett and I feel like, was it yesterday or maybe the day before we were talking about that? And I, I brought up, my wife is like super strategy. Um, you know, she's our, almost our she loves numbers, loves to do, she was a math teacher before she um, got into her current position. So she loves numbers. And, and I was like, if I weren't married to her, I would be so scatterbrained. I'm like, <laughs> I, I still am scatterbrained, but she at least brings it together a little bit, but that's there. There's so much truth to that, that like you said, CEOs, a lot of times they just have the, the big picture vision, but they don't know how to actually Narrow strategize and plan it out and make it happen. Set right. goals, reach those goals. And that sounds like something that you're very good at. 
I, I really am. And I, I think it's just because I love it. Right. And, and that makes me good at it because I study it and I want to do it. And, yeah. you know, when you want to do something and you love it and you study it, then, you know, you're going to be good at that. And so I, I set aside time. Sometimes it's just online. People just mm-hmm. want to meet virtually and in a big chunk of time. Um, but I have, I also have clients that want to make sort of a retreat out of it. Right. And so they ask me to do more of an offsite over two or three days, depending on what their needs are. So I'm pretty open and flexible to being able to do that. Very cool. I have to ask the the name of your business. Yeah. How did you come up with that? I think that this describes me. Um, so it's not the happiest title ever, but (laughs) I, I, this is what I'm full of vim and, you know, full of vim and vigor. Now, back in the day, my uh, my grandfather actually said I, it was something else. I don't know if you can think of the phrase, but I got you. you know, yeah, <laughs> yep. that's what he said I was full of. And I, I, you know, I it, I always think everything can be accomplished with fortitude and grace, right? And so, if I could name my company Fortitude and Grace, that would be the next company. Um, but I. I think that it takes a lot of them and I think it takes a lot of vigor in order to get things done from an operational and strategy perspective. And so that's when I thought, well, I'm just going to name my company that is just call it Vim and Vigor because that's what it takes to sit down, calculate a strategic plan, stick to it and get stuff done. Gotcha. Absolutely. Good explanation. That's a great question. Perfect. <laughs> you know, yeah. if you if you named your business what your grandfather used to say, I bet you'd sell a lot of t-shirts and hats, you know. I bet I would. <laughs> yeah, your, your marketing material would go off the, off the it, it would say true. something different on this wall. Yeah. yeah. It'd be a different yeah. color too. No, I, I, when, when you were talking earlier about loving what you do and, yeah. you know, I think that portrays to the client or customer as well. I've been in sales, um, you know, in client relationships for almost 20 years Mm -hmm. and have met with several different individuals that have a product that they want to offer you or just, or trying to sell you. And you can tell the difference between an individual that truly believes and loves the product that they have to offer you, or the one that is just trying to sell you the product that they have to offer, because that's just what they have to sell. And when you eat it, sleep, live and breathe it, it's, you don't even have to sell it. Right. The, the, the customer across from you already knows it. And that's I think right. that's, that's massive. Yep. It absolutely is. It's in everything I do. When I want to read something, that's what I'm reading. You know, when I'm listening to podcasts, it's because I'm always wanting to learn something very specific. Okay. And, and, and that's how I, that's my learning strategy, right? Is I, whatever book I'm reading or podcast I'm listening to, it's, usually because it's part of my strategic plan. It's part of my personal and professional growth strategy to make sure that I'm accomplishing my goal for the quarter. Um, And so I'm very geared about how I structure that time because time is super precious to everybody. Busy is a four letter word, right? And, Mm -hmm. you know, one of those, when I talked earlier about my non-ideal client, that one of the things in my non-ideal client profile is, you know, when somebody wears busy and hot mess, puts a crown on hot mess, right? Mm -hmm. I, that's not my ideal client. And I want to make sure I'm getting them out of that mode into something that makes them feel good and confident when they wake up in the morning. That's so true. That's one thing that, um, I think a lot of people have trouble. They, they like to be busy, but how effective was that busy work? What, what did you accomplish other than sending emails and, you know, doing this and that? Did you actually, was it, um, effective work? Did you 
increase your goals or you reach towards your goals or were you just, were you just busy? Right. That's one thing that, you know, I think a lot of people, like you said, they, they, they want to be busy and they, um, you know, want to sound busy, but is it really getting them closer to their goals? And that's a, that's that's a good point. So that's right. You talked a little bit about podcast cast, so it's time to, uh, (laughs) Tell us a little bit about the one burning question. Yeah. So I started the one burning question podcast because I am an ISTJ. So I'm an introvert and part of the ISTJ profile, uh, you know, is, Hey, just get it done. Which You could probably tell that already, but, um, so I created a podcast and I actually started calling it a microcast uh, because I want to do as many of those podcasts in 15 minutes or less. I want to focus on one question and I want to answer that one question. And so we might talk about CEO mindset and we're just going to talk about that, nothing else. Or we might talk about, um, you know, what, what is a training matrix, for example, and how, how can we use that? I don't want to get off on big you know, training tangents, I'm going to focus on the one thing. And so that's been um, successful so far. I mean, it's not like blown up huge or anything, but I have some very loyal listeners that listen every single time and send me messages and they love to just pop in. They're able to listen to one episode on their way to work or on their way home. And um, it's, it's been working and I have a lot of fun doing it. So even if it's only my mom listening, I'm okay. I I enjoy doing it. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. We'll, we'll have to take a listen to that, Cass. And yeah, have absolutely. That'd be great. Thank you. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, with your business, we're nearing our time. We have a few minutes yes. left here, but okay. is there anything that you really want um, your our listeners to hear or to learn about your business? Um, give us the last few comments here. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you very much. I do have something called the CEO Day Workbook. And so it's available at viminvigor.biz forward slash CEO Day. So um, when people download that workbook, it kind of gives them a peek into how I work, right? Um, And so it develops those seven pillars that I talked to earlier. And there's four questions, I believe, for each pillar. And it just allows you to take some time to sit down and think through how do I want to plan my quarter? What are the most important things that I need in order to accomplish the goal? So even if somebody just took one, one goal, one very specific thing that was key to, to them making money, then they could, um, they can go through the CEO workbook and it will help them build that strategy out. And then that kind of gives them an idea is, Hey, do I really need a CEO day? If this was helpful to me, I need to call cast back and maybe we can have a discovery call or something like that. And so that workbook is available for free on that website. And then I think the thing I would leave people with is this mantra statement. If you're curious about whether or not you should, have an ideal client or not, keep this in mind. In an effort to reach anybody, you will spend money on everybody and you'll reach nobody because you couldn't identify your somebody. And so I think that that's important to keep in mind um, because doing that will help you save time. It will help you save money. So that's what I think. Very good. That is great. That was, I like that one. I'm going to have yeah. to rewind the podcast and I'm going to have to put that yep. on my, we're going to have to write that one down and put it on the board somewhere. Yep. So the free resource, I just want to make sure our listeners here at vim and vigor.biz slash CEO day. Is that yep. correct? That's okay. correct. 
Yep. And that it's a free workbook so they can kind of do a mini DIY CEO, CEO day on their own. Very right. cool. That's awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that with our listeners. Um, before we uh, get off here, Cass, how can, other than the website, how can our listeners reach out to you to learn more? Um, I am on LinkedIn and I am on Instagram primarily. I've got a Pinterest page, but it takes um, a super guru to run Pinterest. It certainly <laughs> isn't my forte, but definitely on LinkedIn. Very cool. And you forgot TikTok. Yes, TikTok. Oh, actually, <laughs> that is a super secret handle that I am not going to share at this time. <laughs> we don't blame you. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I got it. Awesome. Well, all you listeners out there, make sure you're subscribing to the CIBL podcast on whatever platform you consume podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Also, while you're there, please leave us a review. It helps us greatly. You can also follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook and engage with our guests there as well. Uh, Till next time, Cass, you have officially been civilized. Nice. I feel it. I feel it. That's awesome. <laughs> I wanted to say thanks for what you guys are doing for Central Illinois as well. I, I appreciate the invite onto your podcast. And I just, I hope your listeners were able to pick up even one nugget today. I'm, I'm sure they picked sure up multiple. It was, it was a great interview. Thanks for joining us again. Yep. Thanks have for having great, me. Have a great day. You too. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Central Illinois Business Leaders Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash C-I-B-L podcast. You can also follow us on LinkedIn. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. It's the civilized thing to do.